Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Friday morning at Wax. Good morning, Shank of the day, kind of cold out there. We're only in the 20s around the area now. The only place in the state really reporting temperatures above 30, Milwaukee, and they're only at 31. So it is a cold April, and that's the truth. That's not a lie. That's not an April fool or anything like that. Those are the accurate temperatures. Now, if I tell you it's going to be 80 today, you might question that because, well, it will be somewhere, but not around here. We'll take a look at our weather and a whole lot of other stuff. Chores to do on a Friday morning. Bob and Jill here along with you. What's the calf count at the Uwelke Land and Cattle Company? We're at 37. 37 calves. 37 calves. I got to put one in the sled and bring it into the shed last night. Uh Uh-oh. Calved in the mud? Yeah, she's got a lot of space, you know, the bed, the sand pit, but uh, she did, she chose the mud. Well, they all do that. Do you give it a name? Uh, no, it's not mine. Oh, what it's is my, it? Heifer or bull? It's a bull calf. Okay, so we're up to 37. That's a good thing, and but still, what, 23 or so to go, 24? Yeah, 20-something. All right, so uh, hopefully the... Your calf crop is uh, doing well, too, because it's uh, been a little nippy. If you don't have buildings to uh, calve in, it's pretty tough out there. Well, lots of things to talk about. That USDA March Prospective Plantings Report came out yesterday. We'll share those numbers with you, both nationally and here in Wisconsin. Also a busy day tomorrow over at the University of Wisconsin River Falls. Yeah, they're having their contests up there with... uh FFA kids, thousands of kids are going to be up there doing the contest. Yep, the Ag the... Technology Contest, lots of And two of them, by the way, I don't have, uh, two of them will be, let me look at uh, our new Ag Communications and Food Science and Technology. Those are state contests, and the winners of those two contests will automatically qualify to go to the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis. So this is a, a big Big event over there tomorrow, and I think about 60 schools from Wisconsin and Minnesota will be there. I happened to be there earlier this week talking to uh, Dean Dale Gallenberg at the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences, and uh, they're excited to have this back face-to-face. I mean, it's just so much better, he said, to do this this way. It's easier on the students. It's easier on his faculty and staff. It's just a better contest all the way around. And, by the way, that will be our, you know, we have FFA programs on every Saturday morning, and 50 of them are FFA chapters. Then we have Chippewa Valley Technical College on one time a year and the University of Wisconsin-River Falls College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences on another week. So that makes up our 52 weeks. And so uh, tomorrow, just the calendar fell right that uh, Dean Gagner, Dean Gollenberg will be on with us uh, tomorrow as we talk about some exciting things going on over there at the UW-River Falls as they get back 
to normal, like so many, many schools and organizations getting back to normal. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll have a few more comments on Breakfast in the Valley, which is not going to happen. I'm glad we did that yesterday and not today. People wouldn't have believed me. They said, oh, April Fool's, there's no way they won't have Breakfast in the Valley. But yes, it is the truth. No Breakfast in the Valley in Eau Claire. That's the only one I've heard that's not going to go on. Everybody else's dairy breakfasts are are getting back up. If they were boxes last year, they're back pretty much to -to face-to-face this year. And as we get closer to June, we'll share that. So lots of things to talk about this morning. But let's uh, tell you what the weather's going to be like here. And our Skywarn weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Your Marquardt Motors service department is open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and a car wash. Schedule yours at MarquardMotors.com. Mostly sunny today. That'll feel good. High should be about 48. Should be a nice day. Now, tomorrow, it'll be up to about 47, maybe some scattered snow showers. Partly cloudy on Sunday, 48. Monday, also 48. 50 on Tuesday. Right now, it's just 23 degrees here in Eau Claire. Everybody in the 20s this morning, and here in Eau Claire, we've got 23 degrees, and uh, looking for a high today, about uh, 48. Well, there are some sure signs of spring. Robins returning are one, mud holes are another, but Friday morning in Wax, about a minute after 5, 23 degrees. We'll get 48 with sunshine today. That'll warm the cockles of your heart, won't it? This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's find out what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The White House is stepping around questions about whether it's needling or poking the Russian bear. Communications Director Kate Bedingfield defended the ongoing release of intelligence tidbits during the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Is leaving Russia weaker? Putin himself has said that the sanctions have uh, imposed unprecedented costs on the Russian economy. Bettingfield says the release of intelligence info highlights Russian President Vladimir Putin's strategic blunder. The parents of Trevor Reed, a former U.S. Marine imprisoned in Russia, say their meeting with President Biden was good. Trevor's mother, Paula, described the meeting positively. It went well. Um, we weren't rushed for time. He let us speak our mind for, I guess, about 40 minutes. The meeting came after the parents had protested outside the White House, trying to get put on the president's schedule. Trevor's father, Joey, described Biden as very compassionate. Republicans are striking an agreement in principle with Democrats on a $10 billion COVID package. Utah Senator Mitt Romney, the lead GOP negotiator, said the bill has yet to be drafted and needs a cost estimate from the Congressional Budget Office before the Senate can even vote on it. This pandemic aid package could be the beginning of new funding to help the nation's response efforts, as some fear resources are dwindling. A third trip out of Florida is being canceled by Norwegian Cruise Line. The cancellation comes as the company says it's still in the process of repairing a ship that ran aground a few weeks ago in the Dominican Republic. Passengers on that ship were flown home on a charter flight. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, if you're just rolling out or getting ready to head home from working third shift or whatever the case may be, what do you got to look forward to? Shouldn't be any problems. High today, 48, mostly sunny. Maybe a few scattered snow showers tomorrow, but the high is going to be 47, so don't get too excited about that. And then partly cloudy, 48 on both the Sunday and Monday, and we should reach 50 on Tuesday, but <laughs> maybe not 51, just 50. It's not going to get too warm, then back into the 40s on Wednesday. Everybody in the 20s right now. Medford, Rice Lake at 22, Wausau at 26, Marshfield also at 26, 29 in Green Bay, Madison, La Crosse, Sun Prairie, 27, 31 in Milwaukee right now. That's the warm spot. And again, here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, we're 23 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin.
You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our look at the markets on a Friday morning. Joe, where's the cash livestock at? Choice fed beef steers are 132 to 142 with mixed at 115 to 130. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 142 with mixed at 115 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 123 to 130 with selects at, selects at 106 to 122. Cows are 61 to 77 with a top of 95. Bulls are 75 to 114. Butcher hogs are 73 to 88 with sows at 69 to 75. Boars are twenty five to thirty or twenty to thirty four with new crop market lambs one seventy five to one ninety five. Feeder lambs are two forty to three forty. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures lower across the board yesterday at the close. April live cattle one thirty nine thirty seven, finishing eighty cents lower. June cattle one thirty seven twelve down eighty seven. August one thirty eight oh seven down forty seven, and October one forty four forty two down forty. Feeder cattle, the April contract finished at 16140, that's down 227. May at 16655, down 235. August 17757, down 262. And September at 18007, down 237. Lean hog carcass contracts followed cattle. They were lower. April closed 10175, down 277. May hogs 11357. Down three forty two, June one twenty sixty two down three sixty, and July hogs down three dollars at one twenty eighty seven. On the board of trade uh, mixed yesterday with that plantings report that came out as uh, corn, as you might expect, was a little higher with the wheat because of the planted acreage reports and expectations. We'll talk about that. Soybeans were lower as we're looking at record soybean plantings this year, and overnight they were mixed as well. Mostly lower, except for that wheat price. Now, July corn overnight down another nickel at 727 after an up day yesterday. The oats down three at 681. July soybeans, we were well over $16 yesterday, but again, 12 cents lower overnight at 1586 this morning. Soybean meal down a dollar and a half a ton at 457.90. And that July wheat contract up 11 cents at 1013. Dairy markets were better yesterday. Cheese was higher. Barrels up four and a quarter at two twenty and a quarter. The blocks up seven at two twenty five. Butter down a cent and a quarter at two seventy. Class three prices: April up twenty two at twenty three sixty eight. May up fifty seven at twenty four forty seven. June twenty four twenty seven. That was up fifty four cents. July up thirty one at twenty three ninety five. And August class three up twenty seven at 23.84. And that's what the markets look like, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Again, we've got 23 degrees right now around here, and everybody's pretty much in the 20s this morning. And we'll have a mostly sunny day today. It should be an awfully nice day. High should be about 48 degrees. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, don't forget, we've been talking a lot about uh, 2024 Farm Technology Days in Chippewa County, getting farmers to get your applications filled out if you'd like to be considered to be the host of that show. Again, you can do that at the Chippewa Economic Development Corporation. Go online, download that application, and get it sent back by April 29th. And today is only April 1st, so you got plenty of time. But... Plans are well underway for this summer's Farm Technology Days. Also here in our area, in Clark County, over Lowell, over, over at the, the rail farm in Loyal. And uh, Dennis and his family will be putting that on. And I'm sure I mentioned Lowell. I'm sure Lowell and Erlen will both be there as well. And uh, they'll have a, a great show over there. But it's going to be a little different. On Wednesday evening after the show, starting about 5 o'clock, there's going to be a concert, a country concert, Farm Tech Fest. If you got your ticket yet, it should be a good one. It'll be right across the road from Tent City. And if you're a camper and you'd like to camp, there are going to be campgrounds available, too, on the grounds at Farm Tech Days. So if you don't know about all that stuff, 
get a hold of those folks over in Clark County and uh, get lined up because uh, these guys are going to be there. And they are really, really good. They'll put on a great show. Farm Tech Fest in July, Clark County. Be there. Sawyer Brown, and as you said, we're going to be at Farm Tech Fest with those guys. Joe Nichols, Madison County, also going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Something never, never been done before. It's Wednesday, July 13th. It'll be at the Clark County Farm Technology Day site right outside of Loyal up Highway 98 there. And, uh, again, tickets are available at www.farmtechfest.com. So get your tickets. Should be an awful lot of fun. Looking forward to that. And, again, the show will end about 4 o'clock. The concert will start about 5 o'clock. So work your way from the show right over to the concert. Then, of course, by July, it doesn't get dark till what, 9, 10 o'clock. So it'll be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. 14 minutes after 5, we've got some farm news to take a look at. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you want to find out more about our farm tour to the Oberammergau Passion Play and beyond the beautiful mountains and all the things in Austria, the farms in Austria, Germany, the Bavaria section, there's going to be a free travel party. It's going to be online, so you can do it on your computer at home, and it's going to be 10 o'clock on Monday, April 11th. So contact Holiday Vacations and let them know you'd like to get on that. And uh, if you're planning on going, also get on that. It gives you a little discount as far as the trip is concerned. So put it on your calendar, April 11th. Call Holiday Vacations. Tell them you'd like to have all the instructions of how to get on that farm tour travel show. April 11th. All right, we've got farm news. Lots of acres going in this spring. Nothing yet. But, Joe, we, we got some estimates of what's going to happen where. What are the numbers? Yeah, if yesterday's predictions from the USDA are accurate, there will be lots of soybean fields across the country this year. In their March Prospective Plantings report, economists said farmers will plant 91 million acres to soybeans this spring, up 4% from last year and a new record. They feel plantings will be up or unchanged in 24 states. That report was obviously bearish on soybean prices yesterday. Those bean acres are going to be coming out of corn as corn plantings are predicted to be down 4% to 89.5 million acres. That would be the lowest in the past five years as 43 states are projected to have fewer corn acres this spring. For other crops, yesterday's report shows all wheat acres to be in their fifth lowest since 1919 at 47.0 million acres, but barley plantings will be up 11%. But in Wisconsin, corn plantings are projected at 3.7 million acres, down 300,000 from last year, while soybeans will probably set a new record with 2.3 million acres, up 200,000 from a year ago. Oat acres are expected to fall another 20,000 to 155,000 acres. Wheat will be down 10,000 to 280,000 acres, but barley plantings will be up 12,000 acres to 27,000. And uh, also another number that is in there, Wisconsin farmers expected to harvest 1.3 million acres of all dry hay this year, and that would be a 70,000-acre jump from a year ago. So that's the latest prospective plantings report, and we'll have more news and calendar as we go along this morning. Coming up, we're going to talk to a gentleman that came all the way from Montana to talk to uh, dairy producers at the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin Annual Business Conference here oh, a week or two ago. Bruce Vincent from Libby, Montana. Now, he's a logger. So what's he doing talking to dairy farmers? Well, we'll find out. But a very important message that uh, farmers have been getting for the last few years, you got to speak up for your industry. We'll hear from Bruce Vincent next here on WAC. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Professional dairy producers of Wisconsin, not a dairy farmer, but a logger from Libby, Montana. And that's Bruce Vincent. And Bruce, tell me about your background in the uh, logging industry in Montana. Oh, the family operation on three generations. We've got the fourth generation now working. A long history of our forest culture. But about 30 years ago, we noticed that the public wanted to discuss forestry as well. In fact, they wanted to save the forest. And as a logger, 
they didn't see how logging could do anything good for the forest. So our ability to operate started being discussed by the public. And that's what I was here talking about today. It took us a while to figure out that we were really good fighters. We knew how to fight. We just sucked at leading. We didn't know how to lead. And fighting is important at times. But if we don't lead, we never get to a solution, a resolution. So I learned the hard way through 30 years of activism how to lead instead of just fight. And a misnomer, of course, that loggers are destroying our trees because that's just the opposite. Well, in fact, that's one of the things that we have to share with the American public is we have more forests in America now than we did at the turn of the last century. And there's two really important reasons. One of them is agriculture. Production agriculture means growing more food on less land, and the marginal land that used to try to grow corn and cotton is now going back to what God and nature intended, and usually that's a tree. And we plant six trees for every one we harvest. So coupled with production agriculture allowing land to go back to forest and us planting more than we cut, we have more forest land now. So it's, forest management is a, an important tool if we love our forest. And if we're not managing, nature is. And nature doesn't do environmental impact statements. Nature does lightning and then burns. And we're watching 10 million acres a year burn in the American West right now. I was going to say, without management, that's what we're getting into. Where is the, I guess, the disconnect between the industry and those environmentalists who, who think they're doing the right thing and, and, you know, believe that they are as far as coming together and realizing that logging is very environmentally friendly. Well, we've moved a long ways in that direction. There is, there is still a conflict industry out there that, that figured out how to monetize the fight. They learned how to make money by selling fear and conflict and crisis. And those groups, largely national or international groups, they're very good at their business. And uh, Save the Forest became their calling card. And they made billions of dollars because the public loves the forest. What we learned to do was to talk to the public about desired future outcome. What do you want it to look like in 200 years? And if they want a healthy forest, uh, we're going to have to probably intervene and do some management with a chainsaw and a skitter and turn it into a consumable product for a consuming public. We're part of climate change discussions because fires release CO2, mountains of CO2. So we learned to discuss with the public what they really want. And the conflict industry is not having as good a time with us. We, we stopped being a pinata. And here in Wisconsin, we don't have the forest land like you do out west. And talking to some of the folks from out west and some of the challenges of managing these forest lands, you know, the environmentalists, we don't want roads in there. We don't want timber roads in there. We just want big stands of trees. But isn't good management being able to get in there and control the fires, put these fire roads in, these logging roads in there? Well, it's not only good management for the forest, but it's good management for who we share the forest with, animals. Most biodiversity is on the edges of old growth and new growth. So a forest likes to have a structural diversity, we call it. And if we want animals to, to share the forest with us and grow a lot of biodiversity in the forest, then we need to do some management. That's desired future outcome. What do you want it to look like in 100 years? Just leaving it to nature is what's happening in California now. Nature's taking care of the forest that needs managed a million acres at a time and burning so hot that it's, it's frying the topsoil down to bedrock. So that the public's seeing what that means. What we need to talk to them about is how we can interject doing management. It's a crop. The difference between our crop and corn and soy is it takes us 100 years to figure out if we've screwed up. But it is a crop, and nature will do the management, but it'll do it in a way that we maybe don't want or the public doesn't want. So that, that's been the crucible, talking to the public about desired future outcome and how management can contribute to what they want. And public policy is going to be designated or put on us by our elected officials. And, and you've learned that you've got to lead the leaders, was your quote. Yeah, when people lead, leaders follow. We have good people that, that run for state office in Madison or federal in, in D.C., and they want to do the right thing. But how many dairymen are in Madison or Washington, D.C.? I can tell you there's one forester in our U.S. Congress. He's from Arkansas. One! 
So when they start discussing forest policy, we've got to talk to them about what a solution might look like. If the if the public wants healthy forest, we need to talk to our leaders so they can put policy in place that really gets that outcome. And leaving it alone and letting nature do the management, that's not going to work to get the public what they want. So it, we need to engage our leaders, define what a solution looks like. If we don't, they'll define a solution on their own without our background, shove it down our throat and say they saved us. And that's for all commodities, not just the logging industry. Every single resource industry is in the same place. The public has desires. We've got to talk about how to get that to them and having that include us, us being part of what they think the solution looks like. And we have to start at the local level. I mean, Washington is fine, but the local level, that's where we live. The last line of defense in our constitutional republic is, is our local areas, our local water boards, planning boards, county commissions, and our local schools, local media. We need to make sure that we don't lose our discussion at home because if we, if we don't have, if we aren't ambassadors for solutions at home, it's going to be tough to sell it in Madison or D.C. And we're talking here, as we said, more than just logging, we're talking water resources, we're talking animal resources. It's a it's big picture. Yeah, and especially right now, because forestry used to be a pinata that the conflict industry made a lot of money on. They, do you want the loggers to cut all the trees down or send us 20 bucks and we'll save the forest? Well, it's not selling as well now because we learned how to lead this discussion. That entire conflict industry that is a multi-billion dollar industry needs a new pinata, a new profit center. And there, it's clear to me the next profit center is anything that has to do with water, anything that has to do with animals and climate change. So we need to engage the public on those issues and talk to them about how we're part of the solution they need. What is the best way to approach the public on those issues? Water, animals, climate change, because as you said, they're right in the bullseye right now. The first thing we need to do is listen. God gave us one pie hole and two ears. And in the timber industry, me, I was a leader of that stuff. I knew how to use my pie hole. I had to shut it down and listen hear what the public thinks the issues are. And it doesn't matter if we think they're crazy. If they think an issue is real, then it's real to them. So the first thing we do is we listen, and then we address honestly what they think the issues are, and honestly how we think we can be part of their solution. But first we listen. If we start shouting our truth because we think they're silly, they live in the city and they think milk comes from a carton at Safeway, if we come at them with that attitude, they'll do what we would do if they came at us with that attitude. Hair go up on the back of our neck. And so the first thing we need to do is ask them questions, sit down and listen, hear what they're saying, and then address their issues. Good advice from Bruce Vinson. And Bruce was one of the presenters to the dairy industry at Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin down at Wisconsin Dells here at their annual business conference. And uh, as he said... Listen first. Let's not be running off at the mouth. Let's hear what the concerns are. Bruce Vincent, good speaker, good guy from out in Libby, Montana, way out west. 29, almost 5.30 in the morning. We're going to get some other news this morning. Morgan's hanging out with us. She's next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Speaking about having her wardrobe in order, she's ready to do the news this morning. Morgan is in the newsroom this morning. How Absolutely. are you, young lady, on this April Fool's morning? Be careful because there are some people around here that may try and fool you. I just I, th- I just assumed you calling me young lady was part of your April oh, Fool's oh, no. joke this morning, no, no. my friend. <laughs> I'm to the point where every lady I run into is a young lady compared to me. Oh, right. I'll <laughs> so take it it's, then. Uh, I can't make a mistake that way. Maybe the lady part, not so much the young part, right? <laughs> we'll consider that the joke. Oh, uh, whatever. What's going on? <laughs> we'll start with those headlines that keep us here in our area. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. It begins in Ladysmith, where a former teacher is headed to prison on child pornography charges. A judge yesterday sentenced 34-year-old Mackenzie Johnson to 26 years in federal prison. Investigators saying... He had inappropriate pictures of a 13-year-old on his iPad. Johnson resigned from his job at Ladysmith High School immediately after that arrest last fall.
In Chippewa, authorities have items recovered after a series of break-ins. It was the uh, sheriff's office yesterday that had said there were numerous reports of vehicles being entered, items taken without the owner's consent on multiple days in March, kind of in the area called the Wasota Woods there. They say that they do have some of those items to be recovered, and now there are juveniles that are being referred for charges. More information online, 715newsroom.com if you're missing anything. We go to Sawyer County, where a man is looking at election fraud charges for voting when he wasn't supposed to. Prosecutors this week charged Jeffrey Billy Boy with voting as a felon as he was on supervised release in the fall of 2020 when he cast that ballot. No one is saying just who he voted for, but those charges do carry a penalty of up to six months in jail. We take a peek into the political scene, familiar name to our area, Tammy Baldwin, and also at the pumps with her saying that the release from our uh, nation's strategic petroleum reserve could help lawyer prices at the pump. But the De- Wisconsin Democrat says more needs to be done. The Commerce Committee is trying to um, bring those oil executives in and get an explanation for the uh, for the public. But these prices um uh, went way up without there being real shortages. Um, they might be perceived in the future, but they're not here now. Baldwin says she wants those big oil execs to appear before the Senate Commerce Committee on which she serves. We go into the class where more school kids in Wisconsin will now officially observe 9-11. Governor Evers put pen to paper yesterday signing a new law that adds September 11th to the state's list of special observation days. It's on the same list as things like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Susan B. Anthony's birthday, Birthday, Environmental Awareness Day, and things like that. Location, location, location. It might not be just a view from a townhouse. You could have an entire town to look at, at least in Colorado, right, Mark? The town of Kelowna was recently advertised by Realtor.com. The asking price is $6.6 million and includes nine rental homes, 12 residential lots, and several other buildings. According to the real estate agent, Kelowna has been around since 1882. The town is located between Ridgeway and Montrose, about an hour outside of Telluride. I'm Mark Mayfield. And from here at home on this April Fool's Day in our 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date with Bob Jill, the Midwest Farm Show, and Wax 104.5. You know that the teacher in Ladysmith, I'm not condoning, I'm just asking a question, 26 years he got mm. uh, for the child pornography on his... Uh, Yes, Computer? 26 years federal prison. What a, and that Altoona superintendent that was sent, he got seven years, didn't he? That was a plea deal situation. Oh. Yeah, I know the pig situation um, has a lot of lawyers and legal wrangling involved with the plea deal that he took, and I'm not familiar with the minutia of the yeah. Lady Smith case. So. Wow, 26 years, that that's a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. what he did was nasty, no question about it. All right, my dear, have a good day. You as well. Have a good weekend, Bob. We'll do our best. That's Morgan in the newsroom this morning. So uh, we'll get on with our stuff here and get on to something a little more pleasant. <laughs> the prison sentences. Let's go to the weather room over at Skywarn 13. Mike Dandre is with us, and you'll be able to take your stocking cap off today, buddy. I thought he would. Where is he? Mike's always with us. I don't know what happened to him today. So uh, anyway... <laughs> Mike's forecast, if he shows up here, we'll uh, get him. Are you there, Mike? Yes. Can you hear oh, me? Yeah. No, it's oh. my, my fault. Somebody turned the <laughs> buttons off here. Somebody monkeyed with our board. So we are here, but I said you can take your stocking cap off today. I sure can. It's a bit of a cold start, but uh, that's not going to be the case today, is it? Well, I guess not. No. Sunshine. We haven't seen that in a while. And the wind going to die down as well? Yeah. So basically today we'll have mostly sunny conditions throughout the morning. And uh, that'll allow us to warm up fairly quickly and uh, ultimately topping out in the upper 40s, which is something that we haven't seen for almost almost two weeks now. But later on tonight we'll have some clouds moving in. And that'll give us some chances for some rain and snow showers. Rather short-lived, not really intense either. Otherwise, cloudy conditions as we dip to around the freezing point later on tonight. Tomorrow, those chances for some showers will linger into the early morning, but then we'll start to clear out a little bit, giving way to sunny conditions yet again going into tomorrow afternoon, looking a lot like today, back into the upper 40s again. Mostly clear conditions for Saturday night with our lows dipping to the upper 20s, which that also runs along our seasonal averages as well. Going into Sunday, though, mostly sunny conditions to start the day, looking like a repeat offender of today. Highs in the upper 40s, but then some clouds move in again Sunday afternoon. Going into Sunday night, we'll have some chances for some showers yet again. Maybe a little bit of snow trying to work its way into the mix, but I don't think so, just because we'll be dipping to about the mid-30s. Going into Monday, though, we'll have mostly cloudy conditions and back into the upper 40s yet again. Finally, some seasonal average temperatures. Right now, though, in Eau Claire, mostly clear conditions 
and a temperature of 23 degrees. And Tuesday, what's going to happen? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's more of a chance of rain. and uh, Well, I mean, we'll have 50s. That'll be nice. But then rain brings down our temperatures going into the middle of next week, pretty much like we've had the last couple of weeks. All right. Well, eventually it'll warm up. Huh? Eventually. I think so. Have a good weekend, Mike. You too, Bob. There goes Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 this morning as we look at our weather on WAC. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got, uh, as Mike just told us, 23 degrees. We've got 48 and sunny today, so uh, enjoy it. As uh, we move on, we got farm news to look at on a Friday morning. It won't be long, and uh, he'll be coming out of hibernation. Brent Wink is going to be uh, back with us on our programs. He'll be sponsored uh, this year by Corteva AgriScience. So uh, Brent will be back. Uh, Brent will be back uh, with us live on Friday mornings as we get through the uh, you know the planting, the growing, and the harvesting season with his observation on what's going on around the countryside. So uh, we'll get that started here pretty soon. I believe around uh, oh, a little after Easter when things hopefully break open a little bit and we can start getting into the field. So Brent Wink will be back with us this spring. Again, sponsored by Corteva agri-science this time around well jill what else is going on in our farm news let's take a look at our official march class three milk prices come out at twenty two dollars and 45 cents a hundred that's up a dollar 54 from the february price and brings the class three average for the first three months of the year up to twenty one dollars and 25 cents prices are also well above last year's average class three price of seventeen dollars and eight cents the record high monthly Class Three price came in September of 2014 when it hit $24.60, and the average for that year ended up being $22.34, also a record high. And as we're looking at uh, prices, one thing I've been following since, uh, following every day, as a matter of fact, since these gas prices and what uh, goofy Putin has done over there in, in the Ukraine. The uh, And now the announcement yesterday, maybe it's having an effect already by President Biden going to release a million barrels a day from our strategic reserve. But uh, May crude oil went down $7.59 yesterday, sitting at $100.23 for a barrel of oil. And uh, again, been, uh, I believe about 10 days ago it was below $100. But uh, we'll see what the trade is today and if uh, the president's announcement does affect it, but the price at the pump is hurting. And again, a lot of a lot of concern. The oil companies are raking in obscene profits right about now. Congressman Ron Kine, remember, he told us that uh, you know he's going to pull back. Or he's going to try and get legislation. Uh, they've got all kinds of oil leases that they're just sitting on, and they are not drilling for new oil. They don't have to. They're making so many profits right now that uh, they don't have to, so he's going to try and get legislation through that uh, if you're not going to use them, you're going to lose them. Come back, and uh, the government will take over those oil leases once again and give them to somebody else that will go down and explore for more oil. But the oil companies don't need to do it now because their profits are so high. So, again, uh, when we look at prices, that crude oil price very much a part of of the markets. All right, we've got 20 minutes to uh, 6 o'clock we got some markets, but we're going to look at some calendar items, too. That's next year on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, if you stopped, haven't stopped in at Marika Gouda lately, they're expanding the operation. You've seen construction going on for a while and expanding their Gouda cheese operation. As uh, They've been, what, 12, 13 years now they've been uh, in that facility and uh, making more good Gouda Chihauda. If you're or if you're a Netherlander, Dutchland, like Marika, it's Houda. It's not Gouda, it's Houda. 
I guess that's the way you say it, but uh, we say it good. I don't care how you say it, it always tastes good, that's for sure. Well, we do have a lot of things going on, and uh, a lot of FFA members will be on the road tomorrow morning, Jill. Yep, there'll be a lot of FFA members getting up early and getting on the bus and heading to River Falls to the campus because that's time for the Ag Technology Contest hosted by the school. Over 1,000 students from over 60 schools in Wisconsin and Minnesota will be on the campus to judge contests in ag mechanics, agronomy, dairy cattle, farm business management, floriculture, forestry, horse and livestock evaluation, poultry, vet science, and many other areas of agriculture. Tomorrow's competition will also include the FFA State Contest for Agricultural Communications and Food Science and Technology, where those winners will automatically qualify to compete at the in the fall at the National FFA Contest in Indianapolis. All right, so good luck to all those young people. And again, our FFA program on the air tomorrow won't be FFA. It'll be with Dean Dale Gag... Dale Dean Gallenberg, Dean Gagnon was on the university campus in Madison, and I keep uh, stumbling over both their names, but Dean Dale Gallenberg from uh, over at River Falls will join us for our program tomorrow morning talking about the Ag Technology Conference, but also a lot of other things going on at River Falls, some really exciting and fun things and very educational as well. All right, Joe, what else is going on? Well, the Barron County Hosting Breeders are having their Spring Classic tomorrow starting at 11 o'clock at the Barron County Pavilion in downtown Barron, Wisconsin. What's on the sale bill? They say they have the best group of show calves that they've ever had. So there'll be a lot of Holsteins out there getting sold and going on. Maybe we'll be seeing them at the fairs this summer. Yeah, or World Dairy Expo in the future. You never know. So what time does that start? 11 o'clock. Barron Sale Pavilion, downtown Barron. What else? Also at 11 o'clock, the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association is having their bull sale down in Platteville. That is tomorrow at 11 o'clock. They're going to have Angus, Red Angus, Semmentals, and I think there's even a Charlet bull in there. Yeah, they got a nice uh, nice assortment of bulls down there. I think there's about six or seven different breeds that are going to be available. You don't have to go to Platteville. You can buy online. Just get a hold of the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association. We get hungry this weekend. We got any place to go? You bet. You can head over to Auburndale to go to their spring steak feed. The Auburndale Lions Club is having their spring steak feed tomorrow, starting at 4 o'clock at the Auburndale Shelter House. Come and eat with a lion, they tell me. But they tell me the lion doesn't bite. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And breakfast on Sunday, is that possible? You bet. You can go to Osseo, down to the high school. The Osseo Baseball is sponsoring a breakfast of French toast and eggs starting at 7 o'clock, going till noon. That's at Osseo at the high school from 7.30 till noon. And that takes us through the weekend, early next week. Any meetings? We get to this time of the year, and we start uh, backing off, of course, because we never know when we're planning these things what's going to happen with Mother Nature and... uh, you know, we can be able to get some work done the first of April. We don't get too excited about, but uh, how do we look as we go into next week? Any any more meetings? Or are we slowing down pretty much? Well, on Tuesday, Chippewa County Extension Office is having a private pesticide applicator training schedule, and that is on Tuesday on the fifth at Chippewa Valley Dairy Supply in Stanley. It starts at nine thirty and goes till three o'clock. But lunch is on your own. But go ahead and contact Chippewa County Extension Office to register for that. All right. So some things on the calendar. And again, good luck to all the young people that will be heading to River Falls tomorrow for the Ag Technology Contest. Uh, talking to Dean Gallenberg, and he said they have a special contest just for Minnesota schools later on this spring in a couple of weeks. And so uh, Minnesota gets their, their own treatment, but a lot of students from Minnesota do come to the UW River Falls. All right, let's get to some markets. What time is it? It's 14 minutes before uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, where are we going first? We're going to head on over to Altoona Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay on his Thursday sale. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.10 to $1.33. 
A yielding choice in prime Holstein steers a dollar nineteen to a dollar thirty. We had a top of a dollar thirty-four. Choice Holstein steers a dollar six to a dollar eighteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar five and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy-seven to eighty-eight. We had a top of ninety-one. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty-six to seventy-six. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty-five and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $90 to $1.06. We had a top of $1.75. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $89 and down. Cull bulls sold from $70 to $1. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound Holstein bull calves sold from $75 to $180 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $75 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $125 to $310 per head. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April 1st at noon. We are expecting 200 to 250 head. We will have a lot of good beef and Holstein feeders. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got more going on here on Wax on a Friday morning, as you might expect. We're going over to Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Jerry, you've been involved in local government for a long time, but I understand you've had enough. You're going to run for governor, I heard. Uh, well, good morning to you, Bob. And uh, that would be a negative. And, uh, and if, uh, well, wherever you got that idea from, if you have any of those... <laughs> Well, it's kind of an April Fool story. I thought I'd get your. I thought I'd get the mafia fired up a little bit over in your area if we mentioned something like that. Well, believe me, they they hear of anything. It doesn't take much for them to call me, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, first the phone's going to be ringing this probably as soon as we get off the air here. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. I'm behind you 100. percent Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, wrap up the week for us. What's been going on in Stratford? All right, Bob, thank you, and uh, good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, Thursday in this past week here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the market cow auction this week. Higher yielding Holstein cows. Uh, we're selling from 73 uh, to uh, 85. Yielding cows from 85 up to a top of 91. Most of the cows this week were selling from 59 to 74. Your cows below 59. On the fat cattle, choice grading Holstein steers mostly from 104 to 120. High yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins 121 to 130. Select and underfinished cattle a dollar and below. On the bull trade this week, better quality bulls mostly from 85 to 105. Bulls below 80. On the organic market on Tuesday, we do sell organics every Tuesday, organic cows. Um, and good quality high yielding organic cows on Tuesday from 96 to 107. Lower yielding from 85 to 95. Now, on the calf market, good strong calf market on the bull calves and the beef calves all week. On the close yesterday, good quality bull calves, uh, mostly from 100 to 210. Uh, topping this week, fancy bull calves from 210 up to 235. Uh, very limited demand this week on the heifer calves, 40 and below. Beef calves, again, very strong, 175 to 375. We did see a top on those at 415. And a lot of stuff going on next week here at Equity Stratford. Full market week, of course, for uh, regular markets. But we do also have a big dairy sale on Tuesday lined up. We have two very nice complete herd dispersals for Tuesday, April 5th dairy auction. That does start at 11 o'clock. And, uh, again, like I said, we've got uh, two herds, one herd of 40 Holstein cows. Those will be from uh, the Ed Rudolph herd. Very nice herd of cows. And the second herd also, uh, 25 Holstein milk cows, high component herd on those. And that will all be on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. So, folks, uh, if you're looking for some good quality milk cows, uh, we'll have test rates, everything for you. That will be on Tuesday. Then our next feeder sale will be on Wednesday. Uh, That will feature bred beef cows also next Wednesday as part of the feeder sale. Wednesday feeder sale does start around noon. So that's all next week. And uh, just one note, Bob, of course, uh, election is coming up April 5th, so you folks out there that have uh, absentee ballots and have those in your hand or sitting on the kitchen table or whatever they are, put them in the mail today so we, your local clerk gets them by Tuesday to be counted. So that's my note for today, and again, you guys enjoy the weekend, and we'll be back here on Monday morning. All right, and if they want to drop their absentee ballots off at your house, you'll have cake and ice cream for them. Uh, 
Well, I don't know about cake, but I got a lot of cookies. Oh <laughs> boy! Have a good weekend, Jerry. Bob, thank you much. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. Well, if you don't want to go to Jerry's house today, maybe you want to go with me. Hi, I'm Bob Bosol. Plan to join me on a tour featuring the Oberammergau Passion Play and agricultural visits in Bavaria and Austria, August 1st through the 9th. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, if you're thinking about going with us to Europe, and it's going to be a lot of fun in August, we will have a travel show on on the computer, online, virtual, or whatever you want to say. August, it will be April 11th, April 11th, 10 o'clock. Call Holiday Vacations today and get all the information about how to do that and uh, join us. We'll be on online talking back and forth and looking at what's going on. Well, that planning report had the markets uh, while corn and wheat were up with the lower acreages predicted. Beans were down with record acreage predicted and, of course, still uncertainty in the Ukraine. Overnight, July corn down a nickel from yesterday. 727 a bushel. The oats down three at 681. Wheat up 11 at 1030. July soybeans down 12 at 15.86 and meal down a dollar and a half a ton at 4.5790. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn is at 6.71 with soybeans at 15.27. Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia. Corn is at 6.76 with soybeans at 15.38. All right, and taking a look at the DTN screen. Corn prices uh, up about eight to nine cents from yesterday. Beans down forty to fifty cents. At uh, Golden Plump, corn today is six fifty eight. At Baldwin, six fifty six and fifteen twenty. Also at Elmwood and Fall Creek, the corn is six fifty six. The beans at fifteen twenty. Duran six fifty four for the corn. Fifteen twenty on the beans. Mondovi six fifty eight and fifteen twenty. Osseo six sixty one and fifteen twenty. Over at Stevens Point, soybeans at fifteen oh six. Elk Mound, the corn six sixty three today. Beans fifteen thirty one. Sparta six seventy four and fifteen twenty five. Ellsworth six fifty one on the corn, 1507 on the soybeans at the ethanol plants in Boysville corn today is 681 in Stanley 688 New Richmond grain facility 685 barrel cheese up four and a quarter yesterday 220 and a quarter the blocks up seven cents 225 butter down a cent and a quarter at 270 class three higher yesterday April up 22 at 2368 May up twenty up fifty seven at twenty four forty seven. June was up fifty four at twenty four twenty seven. July up thirty one at twenty three ninety five, and August up twenty seven at twenty three eighty four. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over thirty five years. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, we're about twenty three degrees today. We'll have sunshine and warmer weather today, up to about forty. And I say warmer, not uh, not to the point of getting warm to hot. We got a ways to go for that yet. But uh, get out, enjoy things going on. And again, good luck to the FFA members heading for River Falls tomorrow. You're looking to buy some good Holstein cattle. The Barron County Holstein breeder sale tomorrow at 11. Steak feed over in Auburndale tomorrow afternoon and breakfast in Osseo on Sunday morning. you got a lot to do this weekend. Uh, have a good one. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.